Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, uh, America. It is a great day in the USA. And hey, folks, even though in the midst of all of this that's going on, and yes, uh, you, you and every one of you know what's going on by now. Even uh, your youngest child. <laughs> has a very good idea that something quite different is taking place. It's not summer. School's not truly out. Although everybody is misplaced in time. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. And for the next two hours, uh, we are going to bring you up to speed, inform you, and of course, engage you in conversation. have a couple of guests coming up today. Rose Tennant is among them. And uh, Leah DeSmarta is going to be on with me as well, expecting them both. Well, um, a testament to how things change can be found right now in the numbers, if you're looking for them, as far as unemployment is concerned. A 3.3 million claims uh, were filed. million jobless claims were filed. I was speaking to my daughter uh, in in Louisiana the other day, and uh, she was saying that the um, website, yeah, the website for the unemployment claims, it, it, it crashed. They had something like three times as many folks on it as um, they normally did uh, do. And so it it crashed. And um, I have a feeling, knowing how things go in Louisiana, that there were a lot of people, and you know this is true, there are a lot of people who were probably trying to grab some unemployment along with those who really need unemployment they were wanting to see if they could game the system. And, of course, you find out that you can. And the system, of course, finds out about it 
sometimes later after the damage has been done, right? Right. So you have uh, jobless claims, all-time high in jobless claims, shattered, in fact, the record in jobless claims. You have um, 3.3 million. That's amazing. But as I was saying in the opening, it just goes to show each and every one of us that uh, things can quickly change in this country. Tomorrow, as I have said ever since, uh, been 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 basically. In fact, uh, his death, um, and of course my wife's death, because I never, never, never uh, suspected that I would be speaking to you without Jane at any point in my life. But things change. That changed. Uh, she's now enjoying a different uh, type of existence uh, that. Uh, none of us can even imagine as far as the joy and peace is concerned of the existence that she's exploring right now. While we remain here wondering what the next day is going to bring, but I can promise you this, it doesn't bring you any promises that you will be here. The next day does not bring that to any of us. It brings no promises that any of us will be here. So when we look at the dramatic shift in uh, the job situations here in America right now and the unemployment uh, registration and claims that are being filed right now. We're seeing from one month ago, and oh my, how a month can change your life. How a moment, a moment, not a month, a moment can change your life. And everything that you were considering to be good fortune, a month ago, very well may not be that now, right? If there's anything that these lessons, these lessons that we're um, seeing and uh, living through and learning from, I certainly hope, if there's anything that they're teaching us is that tomorrow only offers one promise. And that promise is there are no promises that you'll see tomorrow. That's the one promise that tomorrow offers you. And when you get there, it promises you that things may not be the same. In other words, the only promise that can be dependable is that things change. And that's truly what we get in our faith in Christ. With the changes that we go through, I'm with you. 
Are you hearing me? Because, you know, he surely went through some changes himself. I mean, this Hosanna one week, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna one week, and we're coming fastly upon the Easter uh, season in 2020. Hosanna, Hosanna one week, things change. Crucify him the next. Things change. And if there is one thing that we are certain of, and if there's one promise that we can rest with a surety that it will come about, and that is things will change. Oh, yeah. 80% of uh, the virus tests uh, China sent to Czech Republic were lies, faulty. And that is part of the problem here. <laughs> yeah, even when you look at Nancy Pelosi's assessment of what's going on, part of the problem here is that we are not truly getting all of the information about this virus. You see, there was something that we were satisfied with when it came to uh, the Ebola thing. Of course we remember Ebola. I mean, you know, blood coming out of your eyes and other places. uh, You know, you remember Ebola. But do you remember what we, uh, the comfort, I guess, that we had in Ebola is that we knew what it did and how where it came from how it got it and stay the heck away from anybody who uh, is suspicious of having it there was a different kind of calm in the face of a disease that was much more deadly and I'm saying to you the reason why there was more calm in the face of a disease like Ebola that was much more deadly and and um, body beating and rendering it bad to a pulp <laughs> was Ebola but we weren't seemingly as afraid of it as we are this. My question is why, of course. And 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 I think the, the reason why we're so afraid of this is because, friends, there is a, an unknown quality. There's an unknown um, a part of this that uh, we're uncertain of and uncertainty and fear of the unknown has always wreaked more havoc on our minds than things we know are absolutely horrifying. It's sort of like the devil you know. You know, usually you go ahead and vote for that person. (laughs) Yeah, at least they're the devil, you know. Huh? 
Well, with this corona thing, we are facing devils and things that we are don't know. In fact, one of the things that we're facing that is truly valuable to us if we are to uh, face down other situations like this that are surely to come in our near future, that are surely to come in our near future, um, then we have to learn things about ourselves. This is teaching us something about uh, our own character. And one of the things that I, I, I feel, friends, is being pointed out to us that we do have to correct and that is how easily we are herded and led like sheep into our homes, uh, our corrals, wh- whatever. If you will pay attention, you may note that it was far too easy to for government to put us where we are confined. Uh, the next step of... Uh, to taking control of of us <clears throat> is to simply uh, replace the few cars that are on the streets with um, military vehicles. Hmm? Yeah, it's possible. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I just don't think uh, that uh, under this president's watch uh, we have to worry about that, but it you still have Nancy Pelosi running on the loose, uh, lying and trying to take credit for things. So you never know what can happen. That goes along with uh, tomorrow is not promised to to anyone. Uh, I would love to think that we are well on our way to ousting Nancy Pelosi from the speaker's chair. But you don't know who's ready and willing to believe Whatever Nancy may say or Chuck Schumer may say, you and I know that you you can't you can't you couldn't you could throw them further. You could throw Nancy and Chuck further than you could trust what they're saying. Yeah. And uh, Nancy's sort of a petite woman. You can toss her a little ways. But you're certainly not going to toss her out of sight. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can trust her as about as far as you can see her. If that far, if that much. Chuck Schumer, you you won't toss him. You won't throw him as far as you're going to throw little uh, Nancy Pelosi if you were to judge how much you're going to trust them on how far you can throw them well you're not going to throw chuck as far as you throw nancy but that's a good thing because uh you can trust him even less the distance than you can trust nancy and either one of them is not out of sight you cannot trust them out of your sight because they don't tell the truth about all the pork that you're going, oh, you're going to, I, I was talk, telling you this the other day. I tweeted it out the other day. Hey, there's about 10 million, there's about 10 trillion, 10 trillion dollars that this is going to come to. And, and the, the money the, that they're going to send out to you and these small businesses and, you know, to municipalities and so forth and uh, all of that type thing. Okay, great. Good. Okay, cool. 
can dig it, can dig it, can dig it. No problemo whatsoever. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Okay? But you better be careful. <laughs> because you have not Greeks, but you have politicians who are coming bearing gifts and one group of them in particular wants to uh, make sure that you give them the credit for whatever little money or a little check you're going to get. They, 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 they want to make sure that they hog the credit. And if, if you are a, a, a listener, and I know many of you are because you tell me you do, uh, you regular listeners to the usual suspects. And if you are, then you very well could be susceptible to believing that somehow Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are responsible for delivering to you relief without expecting big dividends from the block of voters that they have held captive for years. Huh? For years. And so, and so friends, pay, pay close attention. Pay close attention to why Nancy Pelosi uh, jumps in front of the mic and starts lying to you about uh, what she did. She hadn't told you what she hasn't done. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it with uh, Leah DeSmyrna here in just a, a few minutes uh, coming up. Uh, Leah DeSmyrna will be on with me. Uh, she is founder and president of Well Necessities and Vita Sleep. It's a small business small business owner um, for the past 27 years in Louisiana and now uh, has expanded to Texas. Leah is an award-winning and respected community leader, and we're going to have her on with us. Um, She's very concerned about uh, her 86 employees. She's going uh, without pay herself to ensure the employees are taken care of quintessential American woman. Yeah. In times like these, people who have those kinds of bosses and people who care about them, you're blessed. I'm CL. Be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we continue to build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily right here on the CL Bryant Show. I am CL Bryant coming to you live today throughout the Fruited Plains uh, over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, and um, the C.L. Bryant Show pops up there every hour, 24 hours a day, and old C.L.'s face looking right back at ya. And um, hey, friends, we were uh, saying to you, that there is a, it's is a time for sacrifice, but you would think back America showed very good form, very good color back during nine eleven. We show we showed very good form, very good form back then. It was different. Um, the feel of patriotism, but you know what? It went away rather quickly. Oh, some would blame um, this or that for it, and certainly you know, you always want to blame um, George Bush, George W. for it. But um, the unity of singing "God Bless America" on the Capitol steps went away rather quickly and um, you would have thought that a pandemic that is affecting our nation at least in uh, certainly an emotional and mental way that this is affecting our nation you would think that somehow uh, in the political realm we would be more disarmed that way but we're not However, we still live in uh, the greatest land on the face of the uh, earth, and we have the greatest economic system on the face of the earth. We're the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth, and the very fact that we can put aside uh, $2 trillion to uh, ensure our two-, three-month survival without uh, pain, real pain, is a testament to the wealth of our nation. Our nation has wealth beyond imagination. And other nations, uh, we are their envy. 
There's no question about that. We are their envy. But we're not close, even in the midst of this virus. In fact, this virus most likely uh, drives us even further apart. This is not like a uh, terrorist attack, or, or, or is it? That's yet to be determined whether or not uh, anything, uh, and, we'll, and if it is, we'll never know this. Because there, there would be forces that would be unleashing things like this on the globe that we would have no clue who they would be. We can only identify what it is we see. And that's the virus itself. But there very well could be things that we don't see. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That is far more telling to the American story than, than this is. You see? And so, friends, when I uh, say to you that times have changed, believe me, times have changed here in America. There is no question about that. And when we look at the small businessman and small businesswoman, when we look at small business people in America, then we are talking about things that have changed for them as well. And my job daily building the bridge to conversation is to bring you people who can keep it real for you and can help you to understand the real life situations that we as Americans are facing. One of them uh, is Leah DeSmarta, founder and president of Well Necessities and Vita Sleep. Very small business. Well, it's a small business, but um, uh, the owner, she's had this business for 27 years. It's in Louisiana, my home state, a state that I'm very concerned about at this very time because many people that I know and love are right there. She's expanding into Texas, so this business is enterprising. And uh, she's an award-winning and respected community leader. She is not taking a salary herself at this point in time so that her employees, 87, 86 of them, can be taken care of. Great respect. Quintessential American woman on with me now. Leah DeSmarta, thank you so much for coming on the C.L. Bryant Show with me. Good morning, C.L. Thank you for having me. Glad you could be here, Leah. Now, Leah, I wanted to speak with you in regard to the plight of the businesswoman, the business person in America at this point in time. Describe what the last week or the last two weeks may have the type of picture that has painted for you as an American business person. Well, honestly, this has been the most trying time of my 27 years in business, and not just for me, for all for all of us Americans and small businesses particularly. Um, it's been um, heart-wrenching. Um, I, yes, I had 86 employees as, uh, until uh, two days ago where I had to, to lay off 41, um, re- significantly reduce the hours of the other 25, um we've done a lot of sacrifices just to and that's what we're supposed to do just just to 
able to keep the doors open and survive uh, this unprecedented uh, crisis and pandemic. Absolutely. And Leah, when we look at when a business person like yourself is looking at the job or the actions of our elected officials, whether they're in Louisiana, Colorado or Washington, D.C., give us your take on the actions that they have uh, uh, now made. Does that help you? How long does it help you? And uh, give us your outtake on it. Well, I can tell you my two main concerns about this coronavirus relief bill that our our politicians in our Senate and House is trying to uh, pass. I I think some of the provisions um, are, are disconcerting. But the first one is that this money for this relief of small businesses, not just for me, for every small business, needs to flow soon. I'm talking about days, not weeks, not months. I'm seeing it projected with, I've already put my SBA loan, disaster loan in, but they're projecting it. It could be two months, three months out. I think we're, we might not have uh, the any place for that money to flow if we don't do this expediently. And uh, folks, let's make it very clear what Leah is saying. My special guest is Leah DeSmarta, founder and president of Well Necessities and Vita Sleep. If, in fact, these funds don't reach business owners soon, she's telling you that there may not be a business there for the funds to flow through. Leah, the, I've talked to several business owners in the last couple of weeks, and they are expressing the same type of sentiment that you are as well. Give us an idea of what type of business yours is. Tell us about Well Necessities and VitaSleep. Um, we are a medical business. We um, provide uh, patients with sleep diagnostic testing which is sleep is very important right now to boost your immunity um but really sleep diagnostic testing uh, is not considered essential so all of my um or, or the labs all of my business all my sleep labs had to shut down and understandably so we want the greater good of the community here we want to decrease the spread of this virus i agree with that um but it, you know, other side of my business, I can do home sleep studies. So we're we're trying to keep the the doors open by doing the shipping these home sleep studies to patients so they can get their treatments along with their CPAP treatments. But that has reduced my business personally significantly, and we're just going day by day trying to keep the doors open. We want to hire our employees back. We want to thrive like we once were doing, but we're going to need funding. And we're going to need funding soon in order to do that. And friends, that is no joke. That is absolute real talk that Leah DeSmarto is uh, saying here today on the C.L. Bryant Show. She is the owner, 27-year owner of the business Well Necessities, Vita Sleep. And uh, friends, if in fact you are one of those who may actually be having difficulties in these times, having uh, or getting to 
sleep or getting the type of rest. Leah, how would people get in touch with you? Um, well, they can they can call our 800 number, 1-800-892-9994. We'd be happy to talk to them about their concerns. We want people to, to be getting their proper rest, and um, we'd be happy to answer any questions or help them in any way. You see, friends, we need one another. None of us are islands, and I think if there's anything that this uh, particular predicament that we find ourselves in may teach us is that none of us are islands, and we need one another. The first thing that um, God actually showed us as far as uh, our, our humanity is concerned is that we need relationships. And uh, when we look at our American situation here now, it takes relationships and concern for neighbors and being a good neighbor. And sometimes that means staying away from them. Uh, But we still need relationships in order to thrive. And American business, we need American business, especially American small business for our nation to thrive. Leah, when you think about the future uh, from henceforth uh, after Corona, will there be, in your estimation, a different way that we approach one another, especially in a service business like you have? Talk to us about that. Well, well, Seattle, yes. I hope we. I hope this is. They're saying it's the new normal, and I think it's always good to practice good hygiene, like washing your hands a lot, and and being concerned about those kind of things so we stay healthy and we sleep well and we exercise and we eat well so hopefully this will have a silver lining on that but can i may i go back to um my concerns about the corona certainly certainly business sure um and i want to get back to that new normal and i want to have the business thrive like most small businesses and i've been reaching out to all the small business owners i know trying to get see what they're doing, how they're surviving, how to help them out so we can help each other. As you were saying, we need to help each other. But the government government needs to help our small businesses too, as they have promised. Um, I think with the the bill, the way it's been presented to me, and hopefully there's some, as it gets passed, this will change. But at this this point, because I filled out the loan application from the small business disaster loan application, they're asking small business owners to use their collateral and in, in to ask them to use their own collateral makes collateral makes it a, a non-starter because you're asking us to risk everything that we have been able to stash away and save and, and, and risk it all over again in an uncertain economy. So, you know, we're kind of left with choices to take what we've already saved and protect our business owners our personal future and be able to survive on our own or uh, for our health and well-being uh, or and and that'd be shut the business or risk our whole entire safety so it's 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 a big responsibility it weighs heavy on everyone's heart and i believe i truly believe business owners or entrepreneurs they want their businesses to thrive again they want to hire. I know. I want to hire everyone back. I love my team. But not at the risk of a, of a lifetime's work. Right. So we need, some, we, need some, we need some help there. We need some safe. I know safeguards have to be put in place to make sure that this money is not 
used as un, you know is, is used poorly or not as it is intended right the, you know i know people will abuse that but most of you know i i think there needs to be safeguards i'm not saying there doesn't you know, Leah, uh, you make very important points, and you brought up a word that is near and dear to my heart, and that is entrepreneurship. And uh, I think that um, when times like this come, hard times in particular, come, it does open a door for entrepreneurs. The question that I have for you, and in this segment, if you can stay with me through the break, I'd certainly appreciate it. I've got about three minutes left in this segment, but I want to start this conversation. Um, when, how soon, when you're describing the types of hoops they're wanting you to jump through, how soon does an entrepreneur like yourself, a week, two weeks, how soon, a month, two months, do you need to make another move? Uh, and, and because the reason I'm asking that, because most small businesses, if we sit down and talk to their owners, we're basically in the same situation. So talk to us yeah. about your situation. Uh, how, 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 what's the timeline that you're looking at? We've got about two minutes. Well, I was just saying the last week my business my, my just business dropped to almost to nothing. So you're looking at, you know, if money flows in, um, we, we're making, you know, we'll make payroll this time. But next time, if, if, if the money is, is not flowing in, how are you going to do that? So that's why you're laying off people. That's why you're trying to ask, you know, for, for rent abatements and everything. You're just trying to keep the, the doors open. I'm saying that you, we need this in, within the next two weeks or a month. I really think most small businesses run on a pretty small margin. I know medical businesses run on a small margin. I know people, a lot of people don't think that, but they do. They do. <laughs> and so it, it's, so, it's not like we, we have a lot of uh, backup on, on taking things like this with um, this kind of unforeseen crisis. So uh, we need we need it soon. And it, if, if it's two months out, I don't think most businesses will survive. It has to happen soon. I know restaurateurs uh, both here in Denver and I know them, of course, in Louisiana. And uh, the, if they're doing the takeout, that's great. But they live with the sit-down, uh, walk-in business. And most businesses are like that. And so my guest uh, here is Leah DeSmarto, and she is the founder and president, owner of Well Necessities and Vita Sleep, small business that uh, she founded 27 years ago. And uh, as all small businesses are facing now, what do we do with long-term, long-time employees? Will we survive? That's the question that's on our minds. I'll return with Leah when the C.L. Bryant show comes back. If you are traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. And every hour, the C.L. Bryant show pops up on the red state billboard there in Times Square. And old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And folks, when I tell you it's a fantastic day in the USA, in spite of everything that is going on, believe me, it truly is a great day in the USA. And it's because of people like you with the indomitable spirit of America rooted in our DNA. And that must never go away. My guest is one of those who has that indomitable spirit uh, rooted and grounded in her. And she is my special guest, Leah DeSmarto. And uh, I want to continue my conversation with Leah by asking you this question, Leah, and uh, as you know, I'm a national surrogate for uh, the president, but still we want uh, both the good, the bad, the ugly. We want the picture of how people feel about uh, our commander-in-chief, Donald John Trump. How's he handling this crisis, in your opinion? Um, I have I have great hope that he is uh, a president, as he's stating, uh, for small businesses. Coming from a business background, of course, I, I am I am hoping and thinking that he will, in the end, look after us. I do believe that he will, and it's because of what you said. He is a businessman himself who has failed on occasion in business, so he understands the sting of uh, failing in business, and so he understands what's necessary to keep uh, business, small business, buoyed up and how to make those small businesses larger businesses. Now, Leah, tell us this. Talk to us from your perspective about uh, the long-term effects, even though this has been a short-term ordeal. But tell us about the things that you may be seeing in your business crystal ball as far as long-term effects are concerned. Uh, how are you seeing this affecting you and your business? Um, I, I don't, in my opinion, and in, in the medical industry and with a lot of medical doctors around me, I think this is going to be a slow movement toward re- business returning. I don't think once we, you know, say, okay, you can go out and social distancing isn't mandated and you can open your lab back up. I think people understandably will still be cautious. will still not, you know, will still have tight purse strings And I don't think, in my opinion, and I hope I'm wrong, (laughs) I don't think business will come flowing back immediately. I think it will come back 
I have, I have great confidence that if we're a great country. We will rebound, and we've got the spirit to do that. But I think it'll be a slow roll. I don't think it'll be just it's it's back to normal. Um, speaking to some of your employees, if you could reflect without calling it, without calling any names, of course, we have three point with three point two million, uh, Americans who filed unemployment claims. Uh, did that affect you Did the unemployment, uh, claims? Uh, is it, there anything different in the guidelines, uh, in this, at this point in time, uh, with unemployment and, and the employer that you can recognize? Right. Uh, did you well, recognize? first of all. Yeah, first of all, it's heartbreaking to let, you know, I have employees that that some of them live paycheck to paycheck and they're young and they're just getting started and, you know, they're, they're crying on my shoulders and saying, you know, my husband is stationed in, you know, Diego Garcia, I can't even talk to him, my parents are elderly in quarantine and I can't talk to them and I don't have a paycheck and I'm not going to be able to eat and... It, it's heartbreaking, and, and we, of course, helped her out. Um, but again, on the, on the in the good side of the unemployment, I think that the the president and in in our Congress has allowed for unemployment not to affect the unemployment rates and all that, not to go against the small business that had to lay off people. I think that's a good thing. So in the future, that's not going to go against me and the other small businesses, um, against their rates. I think that's a good thing. And I do think if you furlough people or reduce their hours, that these people are still getting unemployment um, is, a, is a great thing. That helps a lot. It helped, it helped ease the pain a little bit and help these people be able to to put food on their table. And folks, I want you to know that that was Donald John Trump and the GOP who initiated that, even though I know that you saw Nancy Pelosi uh, storm the stage trying to take credit for that, uh, to uh, steal the spotlight from that. That was Donald John Trump. When you get those checks, you thank DJT uh, for that. Leah, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, and you never know who might be listening to the show around the nation and the show is heard globally and of course in replay on terrestrial stations so i'd like for you uh to tell the folks again how to get in touch with you you never know who might want to help you out or uh you know be a, a listening ear for you so tell us again how to get in touch with you uh, in your business all right well thank you I appreciate that. Um, it, my name's Leah DeMarteau, and I'm, a, I'm the owner of Well Necessities Vital Sleep. Please feel free to contact us at 1-800-892-9994. Um, and we'd be happy to answer any questions regarding sleep and or um, CPAPs, breathing apparatuses, those kind of things. I, one, one question, one last question for you. I, uh, I hadn't um, asked this. Of course, I guess I'm not the guy to ask because I, I sleep like a log. I've always slept that way. And, uh, but I do note that there are more and more people who do have sleeping problems, whether they're overweight or whether they just can't sleep, what have you. Uh, what, what, is the, what may be the, the cause of behind uh, the stressful life that we now uh, engage in? Uh, because I know my father slept well and my grandfather did, uh, and I do. I work hard, though, and all three of us did. Okay. So is that what the deal is? Talk to us about that. Yes. Actually, yes. 
seven out of ten American uh, adults have a sleep problem, a significant sleep problem. Actually, a lot of the what we see is people that um, stop breathing in their sleep called sleep apnea, and it's actually where the uh, the excess tissues in the back of their throat area and collapse and actually or partially collapse actually block their breathing. Very, it puts stress on your heart. It increases high blood pressure, heart attacks, strokes, those kind of things. So it's very um, important that you get tested for that, like even with the home sleep study that we provide, um, to see what it didn't get treated for that. And your physician would um, order that study, actually. And it's important to get it treated so you sleep well, stay healthy, and boost that immune system. We need to protect ourselves from getting these kind of types of viruses. So. Well, I certainly do appreciate you uh, sharing that with us because so many of them seem to find frustration and not being able to sleep. And uh, I know occasionally um, when my wife was beginning this this illness um, uh, that um, we were on this journey with, she uh, was so frustrated at times when she couldn't sleep. And so I can I can understand how frustrating lack of yeah, sleep can can be. But in these times, folks, be sure to protect yourself by doing something that we all would like to do naturally, and that is sleep. Leah is able to help you do that. So you heard the uh, the numbers and the, the uh, way to get in touch with her. Do it. Leah, continue to fight the good fight. God bless and keep you, and I thank you so much again for being on with me. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and uh, that was Leah DeSmarto. Um, and uh, she is the president uh, of Well Necessities, Well Necessities Vita Sleep. And uh, it was indeed uh, one of those things, uh, one of those kind of interviews where um, you, you don't hear things like that every day. Even though we go and we get the sleep mechanisms that we need to get some rest, and these can be some restless times, folks, uh, especially when you you don't know how long something is going to um, go on. Truly, you don't. And the president is hoping um, for Easter Sunday breakthrough and reopen of everything, but... We don't know. And that is the fear that this episode of our American journey uh, and human journey takes us. um, That's almost more frightening than a virus, Ebola, that was much more deadly. If you happen to get it. Much more deadly. But yet we don't fear this the way we feared Ebola. as because we don't know as much about this. We really don't as we did Ebola. And so um, I'm saying to you that vigilance, vigilance, vigilance is on the list 
for us. That is the only thing that will keep us as individual citizens safe. And that is to be vigilant. Okay. Coming up after the next, uh, at the top of the hour will be my good friend, Rose Tennant. And uh, Rose will be, uh, I think she was published. Yeah, I I think she was published today. And uh, so we're going to uh, talk to Rose uh, in The American Thinker. And um, Rose uh, is... um, Well, we can read it. Clothed in strength and dignity, they stand. It came out in the American Thinker today. And we're going to talk to her about the premise for this story that my good friend Rose Tennant has now in the American Thinker. And I can tell you one thing. She is an American thinker herself quintessential American women I have had on with me today, both business women, Leah DeSmarta, and next up will be Rose Tennant, uh, who was published in American Thinker today, and we're going to talk to my good friend. She is the host of her own show in her own right, mega, mega right, mega radio personality. Rose Tennant, my good friend, will be with me, will be joining me after the top of the hour. I'm CL. If you don't get both hours of the show, be certain to download free the CL Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. I suggest your iPhone. So wherever you go, we go with you. And if you miss something, you can always check it out. Great information that's disseminated um, to you from us. I'll be right back with Rose Tennant in just a couple of seconds. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank you for coming along with us as we Build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, American Thinker has been graced by the thoughts of my next guest, my good friend, Rose Tennant, the host of her own show. It is called Rose Unplugged. Help me bring back now to the C.L. Bryant show, Rose Unplugged, my good friend Rose Tennant and her piece that she has in the American Thinker today. We're going to talk about that. Rose, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant show. How are you? My dear friend of what, 10 years at least, maybe yeah. longer. I love you. I love you, my friend. It's good to be on. Well, thank you so much, Rose, for coming on. You have been so instrumental in the things that I do here even today. Rose, talk to us about the genesis of the work that you uh, did there for American Thinker. Uh, what was the thought behind uh, writing your piece today? Well, you know, thanks for asking that because I think it's important to talk to women about this because heard about coronavirus and it started to spread and then it was not looking very good at all. And even before the stay-at-home orders, a lot of us as women and mothers were concerned and some of us are also caregivers to our parents. So we got a little concerned and we were worried. And I think we all went through that whole panicky, worrisome phase. And then a lot of the women that I started talking to, I realized were relying heavily on the Bible, quite frankly, um, CL. And, you know, I thought it was interesting because when I look at Proverbs 31, and I know this is not a, a, a Christian show or a religious show. Oh, yes, it is. Can... Yes, it is. It's a Christian <laughs> show. And uh, whatever religion okay. you are, come on aboard. Go ahead right, and talk good. to us, Thank Rose. You. All right, well, thanks, because I was looking at Proverbs 31, and towards the end, as you well know, um, we're told that the proverbial woman was able to laugh at the days to come. And so then I started to think about it, and I was reading through all of the proverbial woman uh, passages, and I realized that the reason she could laugh at the days to come is because she made sure that everyone in her household was secure, that she had done all of those things necessary to be sure that they were safe, they were healthy, and they were well cared for and clothed, and they had a roof over their heads. So I thought that is what brings us peace. Not only that, but our faith, of course, but just that idea um, in Proverbs 31, that when we take care of those that we care about, um, we can have that peace. We know that we, we, ha- we knew this was coming, so that when the president, and God bless him, I wouldn't want this to be anyone else in charge during a time like this, um, when he did start asking some of us to stay at home, uh, we were prepared for that, and we were okay with that, and we found our peace in knowing that we have done everything that we could do and that we just remained peaceful. At the same time, many of us as women really appreciate this president because he has been transparent, he's been decisive in his leadership, and what I love is that he brings all of these people out, men and women outstanding in their fields, who, who come and they affirm this president and the actions he's taken. And we appreciate that. As women, we appreciate that because we feel that 
Um, he's protecting us. He's protecting our children, uh, their future. And, and we, we really appreciate the president for all that he's done and shown such great leadership through this. Absolutely. And you check out in American Thinker today, Rose Tennant's piece. It is strong. It's called Clothed in Strength and dignity they stand. And I'm speaking to a quintessential American woman. I've had the privilege of interviewing uh, another in the first hour today. It has been a strong, strong showing of American women today on the C.L. Bryant Show. Rose, you said something that I want to uh, follow up on and and let you elaborate on a little bit further. You were saying that um, this president, you feel, and I feel the same way, as you is the right person for this. And I was talking to someone who did not vote for Trump and they actually said that they were glad it's him leading this instead of Hillary Clinton or someone else. Do you think there'd be a totally different feel to what's going on uh, in America? Would there be even bigger disaster if uh, the progressives had control of this? Oh, I absolutely do. And we can see that clearly, can't we, CL, when we watched what happened in the House? When, when they were actually holding hostage aid to the American people and American businessmen and women because of their agenda. I'll tell you what, CL, if they weren't going to lose big in 2020 in our elections in November, they certainly are now as a result. People aren't stupid. They're watching this. Business owners, you know, I grew up in a home where both my father and mother owned their own businesses, and I understand the struggle of the small business person, and, and it breaks my heart that they were, they were holding that aid hostage because they had an agenda that they wanted to uh, move forward, and, and, and it was just obscene. It was absolutely obscene, and I think that the American people see that. I think it is clear as day right now, and uh, for Democrats, it's always about politics. It's never about the American people. And we needed this. They cared more about this liberal agenda than they do about representing us and safeguarding us and our lives. So, you know what? No yeah, question about it. There's no question about that. Uh, and, and Rose, I don't know if you got a chance to see it before I, I went live today. I uh, saw Nancy Pelosi trotting up to the uh, the podium. And, and do, do, Rose, would you believe that she was actually trying to take credit uh, for uh, this thing that uh, has been done? It was just absolutely astounding. Uh, but you're right. I, I, I agree with you. You're right. I believe the American people are seeing through this and they are seeing the Democrats even more for what they are. You know, Rose, I was talking to a a small business owner, and I know both of us uh, are in business uh, in our own right. And and um, she was saying that two weeks to a month in her business um, and, and she was saying that it probably describes most other small businesses around the country is about as long as they're going to be able to last. She uh, noted that she was going to be able to meet payroll this time around, but uh, the question is whether or not she'll be able to meet payroll next time. Rose, uh, have you talked to other business owners who are expressing that same concern? Talk to us. They are, and they, but they do believe that the president understands 
what they're going through as business owners. And of course he would, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we had Hillary Clinton who despised entrepreneurship, despised the American spirit. And now we have a president, thank God, instead of Hillary, who embraces it and understands it on the level that I'm not sure many others could possibly understand it. So, yes, I a lot of the women in my article um, are business owners, and uh, they have confidence in this administration, and, and they, they trust him. I see, bottom line is we have to be able to trust, and we do. And, you know, you were talking about the media and Nancy Pelosi coming out. You know, the media doesn't want us to have this information. These briefings, this encouragement that's coming for businesses and for individuals from the president, every time he does the briefing, is so good, has been so decisive that people like MSNBC's Joe Scarborough thinks that the network should cut away from his briefings. Margaret Sullivan at the Washington Post had a headline that said the media must stop live broadcasting his dangerous, destructive coronavirus briefings. Dangerous and destructive? Yeah, it's dangerous and destructive if you're a Democrat running for office right now. That's the only reason it's dangerous and destructive. I mean, the fake news doesn't want the American people to receive updates from their president. And they have to stop it. But you know what's really impressive is that the women I spoke to, they said they're tuning out of all of the news broadcasts. And because a lot of it's so doom and gloom, CL, we're going to get through this. We're Americans. That's what we do. But you know what? They are tuning in every single day for the president's briefing. Absolutely. That's the only information they want. Absolutely. You know, it rose that you're absolutely right. Uh, I have actually I have it on my daily uh, to do thing to see what the president's talking about as far as this this is concerned, because basically all of us are are shut down. Uh, there's I as you know, I live in Denver now, but Denver, I think, is something like the eighth or ninth largest city in the country. But it looks like a big ghost town. I mean, it looks like a big ghost town. There's nothing happening and there's nowhere to go. People are not working. Rose, we have to get back to work. And I know the president understands that because he's been saying it. You you and I were on a call. I'm not going to mention uh, what call you and I were on yeah. a couple of days ago. But uh, uh, we, we get, a, get a chance to peer into uh, what's going on as far as the way things are shaking out. And friends, let me say to you, the president is taking care of business. That's that's all that is all. He's taking care of business. And so, Rose, uh, when you look uh, toward our American future, I think you said it uh, very, very well. We are Americans. We will go on. But will the Democrats reap their harvest of doom and gloom that they have been trying to plant centered around this presidency of Donald John Trump. Talk to us. Okay, well, where women are concerned, absolutely they are going to suffer as a result. Look, we've talked about this, you and I, before. This year marks the 100th anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment, and that guarantees and protects a woman's constitutional right to vote. And let me tell you something, CL. When we women head to the polls this year, you can be assured that we are determined to wrestle that hammer that they have used that the Democrats have used to wield power, we are going to wrestle it out of their hands before they can do any more damage. And we love this president as women. President Trump, and I think more women are coming to tune into him and listen to him and be encouraged by him and feel confident that their families, their children, their parents are safe. We care about things like this. And he's long been considered a a president that uh, uh, makes promises and keeps them. And guess what? We like a man who keeps their promises. 
So, we, yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to be at the we'll be at the uh, voting booth uh, in November, and you can bet that we are going to keep all of this in mind as we go to vote. You American men out there, you ought to feel good when a quintessential American woman says that what they definitely need from you and me is for us to keep our word. Isn't that the foundational stone of our country coming from Rose Tenner? Rose, tell people how to get in touch with you if they want you to come to a place near them or they want to interview you or tune in to what you're doing. How do they do that? Well, yes, they should actually get in touch with me because we I will be holding some virtual meetings online. Women for Trump has one tonight. They can get all that information at my website, roseunplugged.com. But I think even more important, there's more information on Rose Unplugged on face, Facebook and Twitter is at Rose underscore unplugged. So, yeah, you know, I just come on out. Let me know who you are, where you are, and we'll make sure that we kind of include all the women and encourage them because that is our goal right now is just to encourage women and uh, to just empower them and get them out there to vote. Rose Tennant, absolutely unplugged and vital to the American conversation, has been my special guest. She's my good friend. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Continue to fight the good fight, Rose. I know you will because you are. I'll talk to you real soon. Great. Love you, CL. Thank you for all your good work. Love you, Rose. Bye now. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend Rose Tennant on with me. And Rose, as always, does bring uh, her special touch to the conversation. And uh, the thing that she said left us with um, really to the American men because she is uh, one of the shakers and movers there. Uh, women for Trump in this country. She left this, um, what women want, men, uh, that's a question that I guess we um, will <laughs> never really answer. <laughs> but Rose gave us a glimpse into the foundation of what women want from American men, at least conservative women. Christian women like Rose is, current conservative Christian women like Rose is. This is what she wants. This is what they want from American men. Keep your word. And that's what they uh, like about Donald John Trump is the fact that uh, they feel he has kept his word. And friends, if folks vote for you because of that, believe me, that's a good thing. I'm a two-time um, president of the NAACP, Garland, uh, Texas, two-term, two-term president. And um, the second term, I'm, they didn't know me the first term, really. They had to get to know me. Uh, the second term, I was voted back in because I, I kept my word that I would take on uh, the districts, uh, the unbalanced and unfair practices of the uh, school district in Garland Independent School District was the second largest uh, in um, Dallas County next to Dallas the school district itself. Garland Independent School District was um, the, the second largest, very large, and we sued them in federal court. They needed someone at the helm of the presidency 
at the time that would stay the course and fight it out. I did that through the um, storm of suing a school district in federal court. Skinheads, every every type person was <laughs> was after uh, me. I had a personal um, Sam Allen. He was fire. Um, he's a um, investigator there in Garland had been on the force, uh, had been an officer for many, many years, was my personal bodyguard during that point in time. And uh, people were crazy. I mean, they were just about to lose their mind. That Their schools, as they know them, were changing, and NAACP was bringing in some crazy stuff. No. We just didn't want, uh, at that point in time, that was going back 30 years, uh, longer, a little bit longer than 30 years. At that point in time, uh, it didn't make sense to bus um, the black kids out of their community and close those black schools in those communities when you could turn them into lab schools, magnet schools, and uh, bring in the gifted kids, whether they were white, Asian, whoever, uh, into that community and infuse educational life into that community instead of taking whatever brain trust there was in that community out. And that's the fight that I fought uh, two terms as NAACP president. And they trusted me. Because I kept my word not to run from the fight or be bought off in the fight. And there's always opportunity to run and there's always opportunities to get bought. And when we come down to talking about politics and presidents and uh, things that really do matter to us. Rose is absolutely right that uh, women today want men that won't run or that won't sell out. Men are looking for women today who won't run or sell out once committed. That, in my full estimation... We'll talk about it when I come back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Our 
hands are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation. I have been blessed uh, today to have as my special guest two quintessential American women on with me. Both are um, small business Owners, uh, both, of course, concerned for the um, ongoing health of our nation financially uh, as far as business is concerned. And they are both concerned about the people who work around and for them. Yeah. Um, And when I left you, I was saying to you that they both expressed the idea that what America, and particularly American women, are looking for in a leader, and I believe they have found it in Donald John Trump, even though he came on the American political scene and he was presented to American women in a very sketchy way. But he's overcome that. And then uh, if, if the fact of the matter is, and of course you might want to crucify me about this, uh, it was much ado about nothing to begin with. And, and, and bottom line, before Trump started this journey that uh, he's on with uh, his wife, Melania, and this family um, into this political foray, let's just face it, folks, he, he was a, a, a billionaire a single billionaire playboy. And I ain't mad. I'm not mad at him for it. And no man who's honest is. No man who is honest is mad at a single billionaire playboy for being a single billionaire playboy. Oh, it doesn't matter what your religious affiliation and all that. And all of us may agree on the right and wrong and, uh, you know, various moral mores that uh, we may see, you know, in their behavior. But um, and we disagree with some of those. But uh, you're a hypocrite if you uh, talk about you mad at him for it especially knowing that if you found yourself in that same situation, what the uh, story, what kind of story that might, might tell. Huh? Be careful when you judge folks. And that's exactly uh, what happened early on when the president uh, took office is that he was presented um in a very sketchy way when it came to women. But women now are becoming his champion as well as he being theirs. Oh, yeah, Trump has been a great champion for women, a great champion for Latinos and blacks. That's why in so many circles that uh, I find myself in, I, I have people, I run into people who, in fact, still or, or do believe 
they believe this very much so that the president is still a target of dark human forces, not just spiritual, but the president is still a target and victim of dark human forces. There are many people who who believe that, who think that. What are they talking about? What am I talking about? I am talking about how high flying uh, the economy was. Do do you? I don't think you even realize how high flying the economy was. Uh, The president had the Chinese slowly making their way to the trade table. And not only was this going to be a windfall for farmers, but if we could have maintained continuity as far as that Chinese Chinese Trump administration conversation uh, was going and the the climate that we were in after the the defeat of um, the impeachment debacle and sham after the the defeat of uh, this Russian collusion thing after James Comey's falling on his face and tell you the truth this is a good thing that happened for Comey because uh, Comey was headed uh, into very turbulent waters oh there were gale force winds headed Comey's way and all of this that has transpired in just the last couple of weeks has changed a narrative a financial narrative it has changed a political narrative in this country that was certainly favoring Donald John Trump I mean it was favoring him in uh, ways that was just absolutely amazing Um, when we talk about um landslide victories and I'm still looking for that we were talking about McGovern like defeats that Trump was going to hand out to whoever the Democrat opponent is going to be it looks like it's going to be Sleepy Joe but I keep telling you this and uh, please uh, don't discount what I'm saying you have a Democrat convention to go to with a president like Donald John Trump, who still has the wind at his back, even though uh, you would not think so listening to MSNBC or those usual suspects. You would not believe that he actually has the wind to his back. You would not believe that, would you? No, you wouldn't. But he does. Uh, and even though uh, we're, we haven't reached the height of um, this coronavirus effect on on Americans, uh, even with 280 active U.S. military uh, personnel testing positive for coronavirus, the president is still in a very commanding 
position. He's in a commanding situation. And the reason I'm saying to you to keep an eye on the Democrat National Convention uh, coming up here in, in, I think it's June, June or July, July, June, is it June? But anyway, it's coming up shortly. If it's not delayed or, you know, uh, postponed. We are looking at Joe Biden at this point in so-called catbird seat, right? Joe is not visible. No news story except on NBC, MSNBC, CBC, the usual suspect, NBC, ABC, the usual suspects. Other than there, Joe is not visible. And they only run a few blurbs on on him and Bernie. They're not visible in the news feeds. You know who is? Well, yeah, Donald John Trump. He's very, very visible. And even though Nancy Pelosi and and her crew, uh, you know, they try to steal the spotlight and are trying to steal uh, and take credit for bailing Americans, not American, not necessarily, but Americans out. Trump is still the in the spotlight. And the reason I was saying and alluding to dark human forces is because, my friends, I don't necessarily believe in coincidence. I don't believe that just coincidentally the exact right thing could come along and derail a booming economy, although it's beginning to boom again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about to boom again. The economy's about to boom again. But, um, hey, friends, you know, I know that there are other um, principles involved in certain aspects of global life. We don't know whether or not this is a manipulation or not, but I just think it's so suspect and coincidental, and I don't believe in coincidence, that suddenly... You have the brakes put on. Suddenly, it comes to a a jarring halt. Americans are locked in their homes. Leery, paranoid to go out in crowds. And we're um, taught to be that way and reinforced to be that way by our government. Yeah. Now, if this goes on long, regardless of who is at the helm, whether it's Donald Trump or whoever is at the helm, human beings will 
um, join together in insurrection. Oh, you better believe it. Human beings will join together in insurrection. San Paulo, Brazil. I've flown into San Paulo, uh, Brazil. Brazil's governors on uh, last Wednesday rebelled against President Jair Bolsonaro. Call for life to return to pre-corona virus normalcy. Now, San Paulo is a beautiful, beautiful city. Millions of people live there. And um, saying this, his proposal to reopen schools and business runs counter to recommendations from health experts and endangers Latin America's largest population. Yeah, I guess San Paulo would be the largest population in Latin America. It's a great, great town. It's the New York of Brazil, of Latin America. State governors, many of whom have adopted strict measures to limit gatherings in their regions, defied the president's instructions in a nationwide address Tuesday uh, evening. They, uh, they lift the restrictions and limit isolation only to the elderly and those with long-standing health problems. The governors there in Brazil uh, the governors weren't the only defiant ones. Virus plans uh, challenged by Bolsonaro were upheld by the Supreme Court. The heads of both congressional houses criticized his televised speech. Now, what Bolsonaro did was get on, and he wants things to go back to normal, too. And, of course, you know that he's been talking to Donald Trump. There's no question about that. We want things to go back to normal as well. But as you see here in America, Tom Cotton being one of them, uh, Tom Cotton, Arkansas, uh, says let's not be in such a hurry to, to, to reopen them. Let's not be in such a hurry. Well, that's what the the people are saying to their president in Latin America. Should we be in such a hurry? Uh, that we're not at a point where we're defying anything, uh, defying any presidential order or anything. But um, the the people, we must understand neighborhood uh, community uh, leaders and and people who have national prominence. You need to understand that even though you understand and we believe and we know that business will continue and it will go on as it has gone on in the past, even though we know that and we believe that you need to understand that the American psyche has been affected in a way that will be lingering on for quite some time. Oh, yeah. This will be, I, I don't want to go as far, and some people are saying this, but I don't want to go as far as saying it'd be post, post-traumatic uh, type of uh, syndrome, type of stress on a person. I don't think, I don't think it goes to there. But it's going to affect in no small way, the way the American mind 
works and the way it runs. Uh, Brazil's north, uh, southeast region, San Paulo, um, Governor Zhao Doria threatened to sue the federal government if it attempted to interfere with his efforts to combat the virus. According to a video of their private meeting reviewed by Associated Press. Now, we are here, the four governors of the Southeast region, in respect for Brazil and Brazilians and in respect for dialogue and understanding. That's what Doria said. Um, we supported Balasaro for president in his presidential bid. But you are the president and you have to set an example. You have to be the representative to command, guide, and lead this country, not divided. That was the message from the governors. So you see, regardless of region, this virus does make and does bring into focus a common denominator when it comes to citizens and those who we elect to govern us. We would much prefer, it appears, to be certain of our safety health-wise and work something out with the government to sustain us then we would rather roll the dice and take a chance on not being safe health-wise. We're not only looking out for our elderly who seemingly are more susceptible to this particular virus, but since we don't know what we don't know about this virus, we truly must look out for all, including our young people. And so... I'm more on the side, I'm more with those who would say, yeah, let's take our time knowing that, uh, hey, we must, all of us, get back to work, all of us, so that our nation can get back to work. I'm CL. Are we opening ourselves, our government, up to lawsuits like they are in Brazil. I'll be back. Home stretch of today's show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you.
God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And truly it is. And uh, folks, regardless of what you may have gone through, what you may be going through, uh, what may be ahead of you. Understand that it's better to go through it here than anywhere else on the globe and consider yourself fortunate that you are a citizen of the United States. Uh, For most citizens of the United States, I dare say about 95 percent of the citizens of the United States, you will be receiving um, help from the federal government, especially if you are working. Um. Many who um, are a part of um, companies or who have been working for companies that have closed their doors, um, the provisions for long-term unemployment, compensation is being made and has been made available, even though we keep in mind, you'd be certain to keep in mind that it was Nancy Pelosi paid it who who played politics not not the republican it was nancy pelosi who played politics with um your money with the money and yeah it is your money we're actually what the country's doing is giving you back you know money that belongs to you uh anyway that's gonna be a dividend to pay um i do believe well, i don't know what they're saying none but uh there's gonna be there's gonna be dividends to pay now, uh, many of you know, uh, all of you should know now, of course, it's been on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all that type thing, that, of course, I lost my wife, my beloved, my beloved wife, Jane C. Bryant. Uh, and she requested to be cremated, right? And uh, we did that. I did that. I um, uh, got that taken care of. I'm not necessarily a cremation kind of guy, but uh, I guess Jane has talked me into it now. <laughs> so uh probably go the same way with, as far as the remains are concerned. But I'm glad now, and I said this on another show, that um, actually the remains were preserved that way in ash. Because I don't have her physical remains to deal with as far as, um, you know, burial is concerned because we we did not get a chance to uh, have the memorial service that uh, we were going to have for her on last Saturday, on this past Saturday. We didn't get a chance to do that because of travel restrictions and... um, crowd restrictions our family our combined families alone would be uh, over 200 people you know and then friends and friends and church members and well-wishers and all that kind of thing um it'd be quite a quite a big gathering and um we didn't get a chance to do that still haven't uh, had a chance to do that don't necessarily see a foreseeable date i had thought about um the 18th of 
April, but um, I, th- I don't know if that's going to work. So I mentioned on uh, a show um, last week, I mentioned that one problem that's going to be had in this country, and New York is beginning to face it, are mortuaries, morgues. New New York authorities have acted and have mobilized to head off a potential public health disaster in the nation's largest city uh, with the emergence as the nation's largest coronavirus hotspot, a warning flare, and perhaps a, a cautionary tale for the rest of the country. They have began to set up a makeshift morgue um, up outside of Bellevue Hospital. Yeah, and the city's uh, police, uh, their ranks dwindling as um, many police officers are becoming ill. Uh, they were told to patrol nearly empty streets to enforce social distancing. Uh, public health officials hunted down beds and medical equipment to put out a, a call for more doctors and nurses for fear the number of sick people will explode in a matter of weeks. So uh, this is uh, not being looked at as something that is going to ebb here in the next few days. It's not going to happen. And certainly in the nation's largest city, people continue to die. I don't know how many uh, die daily just of natural causes, but um, you um, get a problem. In Washington, uh, President Trump explored Congress, implored uh, Congress to move on critical coronavirus aid without further delay. Senate leaders were trying to overcome late objections to a uh, $2 trillion economic rescue package to ease the financial pain of the pandemic. Now, keep an eye on whether or not this ever gets voted on by the Nancy Pelosi um, faction. Because even though it should have been voted on, uh, you know, yesterday, day before, well, we'll see. Um, New York Governor Mario Cuomo points out that, um, again, pleading for help dealing with, um, you know, the onslaught of this virus on his city, on his state, uh, he attributed the cluster to the city's role as a getaway to international travelers. And it is. uh, New York is visited by international travelers, no doubt about that. It'll always be that way, I certainly hope. And the sheer density of the population, you're talking about 8.6 million people who are on subways, elevators, you know, they're in apartment buildings, um, and, you know, they're in offices. 8.6 million people. He pointed out rightly, the governor did, our closeness makes us vulnerable. It's how close they are to one another. But it's true that our greatness, greatest weakness is our, is your greatest strength. 
Watch that Democrat convention uh, this summer. Joe Biden's not going to be the guy. Cuomo's going to be the guy. I'm, I'm going to replay. I have several clips that have said this uh, over and over. Cuomo's going to be the nominee, and he's going to be drafted. Yeah, he's going to be drafted in the convention. Um, he's going to need some aid in getting that, so uh, look for him to appear on the covers of time. Man of the Year will probably go to Mario Cuomo. I mean, uh, to Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I think um, that'll be chosen right in before the convention. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden is invisible at this point in time. So, of course, is Bernie Sanders. Trump and the coronavirus have um, the president as well as the virus have sucked all the air out of the American living room. There is no... Um, space to talk about Joe Biden. Why, why, why talk about Joe? What's the point? There's no space to talk about him. And so who has emerged as a television icon? Look, uh, you look New Yorkers in particular and many across the country look in particular to see uh, his briefing daily. Of course, it's the president. But you also hear from Mario, from um, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. And even though Cuomo has been very uh, cordial and he has uh, respectful and, and um, uh, complimentary to the president, he has been all of that. He is still an adversary to the GOP, to the Republicans. And I do believe that uh, if there is to be someone to emerge, to come forth, who will be a um, semi-savior, somewhat of a savior to the Democrat Party, it would be a personality like Mario Cuomo. Not Mario Cuomo, but Andrew Andrew Cuomo. You know, it, it, the the fact of the matter is, those boys they stand they still stand. Both Chris and and Andre, uh, uh, Andrew, they stand. They live in the political shadow still of an of a giant, and neither one of them are. And I'm sure they they both will agree. Come close to filling that shadow. Neither one of them. But it's not going to be Joe Biden. No, no, it's not going to be Joe. It's going to be Andrew Cuomo or somebody like him who can say that they led millions of people uh, through a crisis and who does have a beef with the feds and what they were given. He does have a beef. So he can, in fact, appeal to the um, Bernie Sanders crowd. They're New Yorkers. The Ocasio-Cortez crowd. He'll appeal to them as an alternative, even though he's an establishment Democrat. He'll appeal to them as an alternative. Uh, 
He'll appeal. Even, even, even Joe Biden will go away quietly um, if Cuomo is drafted. And I have every suspicion, every reason to suspect that Andrew Cuomo is ripe for the drafting. He's the right guy to pawn it to, to hand it off to. If, in fact, he can fade the heat, you know, he'll be a media darling. Sure he will. He'll be the Italian media darling. I mean, uh, hey, sure he will. He'll be a formidable candidate across the country. He'll be the alternative. He'll be the Trump alternative. Joe Biden is not that guy. Mark my words. And the mortuaries, as I told you, will become a problem. Morgues will become a problem. And Joe Biden will not be the nominee. You heard it all right here first on the C.L. Bryant Show. And I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I certainly hope that you keep yourselves safe. Don't do anything silly. And may God bless and keep you all.